0: This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a production of Catholic Radio Indy. Now, here's today's program. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co host is Bridget Ayer.
1: Hello, thanks for tuning in. Good to be with you.
0: And, Bridget, at the beginning of each of our Faith in Action programs here, we're always trying to tell people a little bit about what's going on at Catholic Radio. And this is the time of the year when maybe some people are wondering, gee, I haven't heard anything about the Catholic Radio Dinner, and I always like going to that. Uh, Well, this year, because of the virus, which maybe you've heard about, uh, we're not going to be having a dinner as such this year. Uh, We just uh, aren't comfortable of what the situation will be on the particular dates we had in mind and uh, we're just not comfortable putting a lot of people into a confined area for a long longer period of time so we're going to have a virtual event on the air here one of the uh, a lot of the fun at our uh, regular dinner is the silent auction and the live auction well we're going to combine both of those into an online auction and we'll tell you more about it as it's coming uh, up, but the uh, online auction will be, oh, for probably about a week or so, and it will end on September 8th. At least that's our goal at this time, end at September 8th. And I'm just going to tell you a little bit something else It's going to happen on September 8th. Archbishop Thompson will be in our uh, studio here, and we'll be making an award to an area person who uh, has been nominated and selected for the evangelist of the year so we have a special uh award that the archbishop will be presenting to our recipient and that's going to happen on september 8th and prior to that we're going to be having our auction on the air and if you can help us out with any kind of a auction item something that we could put up uh that would really help us we are not looking you know for things like used furniture or anything like that but if you have a uh a hobby maybe, and make something, uh, a unique work of art or something like that. Anything at all, um, it would really help us. And we're kind of looking for larger things as well. Uh, maybe if you have a timeshare or a condo somewhere and might be able to donate a week of that that people could bid on and use at uh, their leisure, that would be a great item we used to say things like uh, tickets to a big sporting event. but <laughs> Like
1: a Colts, Colts yeah, ticket, well, donate those. Most but. people
0: are still struggling to remember sporting events, sporting <laughs> events. What are, I, th- I think I remember those. Uh, but <laughs> that will uh, that will all be turning around. So if you've got something in uh, in those veins or any other vein, be creative. Put your thinking cap on and see what you can come up with as an item for the Catholic Radio Auction. If you can think of something, give us a call, 317 870 That is our phone number, and uh, if we happen to not be here as in over the Fourth of July weekend, just leave us a message. 317-870-8400.
1: Yes, and I'm really excited about our topic today because I just heard about this, and I love, one of the things I really love about being at Catholic Radio Indy is that we always hear about really cool stuff that people in the Catholic community here locally are doing, and, and we're gonna be talking about that today. Uh, we're gonna to be talking about a new hybrid Catholic home school called St. Ambrose Academy. It's going to be at St. Alphonse's Lagori Parish here in Zionsville. And joining us by phone are the two of the founders of the school, Amelia West and Nikki Sotkamp. So welcome to Faith in Action.
2: Hi, thank you for having us.
1: Well, you, you ladies are both um, parishioners at St. Alphonse's, so tell us, uh, let's start with you, um, Amelia. Tell us a little bit about yourself, um, and then we'll go to you, Nikki, and just, before we get into the uh, St. Ambrose Academy.
3: Well, I'm Amelia West. I'm married to Ryan for 19 years. We have one son, Lucas, who is four. Uh, Ryan and I are both converts to the faith. And we live uh, in Boone County, north of Lebanon, out in the country. Um, I'm a financial advisor and he works as uh, director of Adult Formation
2: at St. Alfonso.
1: Cool. And uh, Nikki?
2: Hi, I'm Nikki Camp, and my husband Brett and I have four children, um, ages uh, 10, seven, five, and almost three. Um, I'm a cradle Catholic, but um, my husband, Brett, um, is not Catholic. He was raised Lutheran, but he um, practices with us. He goes to Mass with us, and um, is, it's just a, a wonderful thing. We were able to raise our children in the Catholic Church. Um, we've been at St. Al's for about four and a half years, um, but I actually um, grew up in Zinesville and went to St. Al's as a child, so we came back um i'm an occupational therapist by trade you could say i um, worked in the hospital setting for many years but um, after having children um, i've been able to stay home with them so it's been a blessing to be home full-time with them
0: now you mentioned both of you mentioned that uh, your parishioners at saint alphonsus in Zionsville. And we've been, uh, everybody is so tired of hearing about all of the things that you cannot do, should not do these days because of the virus. And we've gone from a situation where literally for the first time in anybody's lifetime, churches have been closed. They're now opening again. And people like to hear about what is open and what things they can do so what's uh going on what changes are being made out at uh, saint alphonsus in regard to opening up and getting back to normal
1: amelia go ahead and take that one if you want <laughs> well of course
3: we're back at mass and they've changed some mass times around as i know a lot of parishes have to try to accommodate everyone and accommodate additional cleaning procedures they I know that everybody's doing their best. I think people just really miss being with the community of believers, and they really miss the sacraments. And um, it's it's been a really trying time for everybody. But I really um, kudos to our parish staff that has worked really hard to try to work within all of the parameters that have been placed upon them and, and get us back up and going again. Uh, we did have we have had a couple of outdoor adorations. In the last couple of weeks, that we had a pretty good attendance at, and that was just beautiful to be there with our other faithful and be outside and um, just spend, spend time with Jesus. And um, it was it was a little bit of a, a spark of maybe getting back to things like they were, um, but you know we're not there yet. And um, but we're all hanging in there.
1: Well, let's, let's get into our topic. Now, St. Saint, Saint Alphonse's um, does not have a school. I'm trying to remember if they have a school or not. They do not?
3: Correct. No. Right, no school.
1: Okay, but, but they're going to have something soon, right? <laughs> so tell us about this, um, this hybrid school, this hybrid home school called St. Ambrose Academy. How did you ladies get involved in this? And tell us about the mission of the school, um, whoever wants to start.
3: Well, um, Nikki and I connected about a year ago, and we providentially both had this interest in a hybrid homeschool, and it was something that really didn't exist in our area, but that we'd heard of, and we just wanted to to investigate and learn more about it, and actually I think Nikki had been thinking and dreaming about this for maybe many years, even before (laughs) she met me, and so when we connected, she had already been doing some research, and we were just excited. We knew each other, and we were excited that we had this shared interest, and we decided to push forward and see if there were other families like ours that would be interested in a hybrid homeschool. And so we had a meeting at St. Alphonsus last September, and we were thrilled to have about 25 families that attended, and we just we just did it to see if there were other interested people, if it would make sense to move forward. And at the time, most of those families were I would call them veteran homeschoolers, so these are parents that had homeschooled children for, you know, anywhere from 3 to 20 years of homeschooling and very knowledgeable, lots of experience, and they had a lot of questions for us, which was wonderful. We didn't have very many answers, but we did. it did really help us to understand what we should be thinking about and what parents would be looking for, and so we were encouraged by that, and we kept meeting, and we, we met a couple of other women at our church, uh, Christy Grasinski and Becky Tash, who also have a lot of experience in homeschooling and public schooling, and, and they both have several children. And they came alongside us, and so we formed this group of women, and we started just to discuss what would we want it to look like, what are the features that are important to us, and how would we go about it. We researched other groups. We spoke with Regina Chaley, which some of your listeners might be familiar with. It's a Catholic um, classical hybrid homeschool, and they actually have 16 locations throughout the country. They are highly organized, and they run kind of like a fine-tuned machine. So that was very interesting to just explore that option. We also talked to a couple of other other models. And actually, Nikki happened upon a group in Pittsburgh called St. Ambrose Academy. And what was neat about them was it was homeschool moms who had developed a hybrid school, and they had actually developed sort of what we had envisioned. So we had decided the days that we wanted to be in the classroom. We had selected a curriculum, and we were moving in this direction, and then we found them, and they were right in alignment with us. And we interviewed them, and they are two wonderful ladies who were very open to the idea and desire to help other groups our programs and so a light bulb kind of went off and we said wow um we want to come alongside you and and will you help us so that was a big spark
1: so like um, jim and i are, are both have our hands up for what we both want to say something <laughs> but um <laughs> what is a what is a hybrid catholic homeschool? that's what i'm curious like w- what's the hybrid part um nikki yeah
2: that is a great question um so a hybrid Setup can be kind of some different things but as Amelia said um, when we did some research into these quote hybrid schools they all kind of looked a little bit different um, and from my standpoint I, our kids currently go to the public schools I have no homeschool experience so the idea of a hybrid meaning um, the parents are still the primary teachers at home but there is a structured setup as a facility um, either two or three, and in some cases, four days a week, um, where the students will go um, to receive instruction um, from teachers but will come home and be homeschooled on the days that they're not at the facility. Um, so for our particular um, hybrid school, St. Ambrose Academy, they will be going to um, St. Alphonsus Church in the education building two days a week a full day, about 9 to 3, for for more structured instruction, like actual classes, and then um, they'll be home on the other days um, with the parents teaching them at home.
0: Now, Amelia, you mentioned uh, that a lot of the parents that are interested in it are kind of veteran homeschoolers. What about novice homeschoolers, people that have not really thought too much about this before?
3: Yeah, so that's what, to me, is we have found that we do appeal to a broad variety of families. So we do have some families that have always had their children in public school, really had never dreamed of making a change to homeschool. And then what actually happened was COVID-19. Mm-hmm. No one would have thought this as a blessing. But because families were at home, some of these parents were at home saying, man, I really love having my kids at home. I love being involved in their education. I like having that quality time, the family time, and being more intimately involved with them learning and just said, I want them to be at home, but like we mentioned, they might be a little bit intimidated about jumping full full on 100% into homeschooling, and so they, they love this idea because there's a sense of community and support, and yet they still get to homeschool their kids.
1: We are up against a break, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I have a lot more questions, so I can't wait to get into more about this uh, St. Ambrose Academy. So stay tuned for more Faith in Action. Alexa, what's the weather forecast for today?
0: Alexa, what time is the Colts game today?
1: Alexa, remind me to pick up the dry
2: cleaning tomorrow.
0: Has Alexa become a part of your daily routine? Then make sure that routine includes Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Quick, easy access to Catholic programming 24-7. Just say, Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy.
1: Catholic Radio Indy. Have you ever thought about joining the Catholic Church? Have you just wanted to explore the Catholic faith? All you need to do is call your local Catholic Church for more information. We are always happy to help you in your journey to discover and learn more about the Catholic faith. We have classes that are almost year-round, and the classes and information sessions do not involve making a commitment, and there is no pressure to join. Please call your local Catholic parish for more information today and start the journey of one day possibly becoming Catholic as well. God bless. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio together. Yay! It's it's so <laughs> nice to be together again, but six feet apart. Um, we are talking with our guests. Uh, we're talking about the St. Ambrose Academy at St. Alphonse's, which is launching this, um, this fall. And we're talking with our guests, uh, two of the founders, Amelia West and Nikki Sotkamp. Um, I want to get right into this. Um, when's the registration deadline? Um, when do you guys start? How much does it cost and how to register? Let's get that out right now so that people who are listening can do that. Uh, Nikki, go ahead and give us that.
2: Yes. Thank you. So, um, we do have a registration deadline. Um, as August 1st um, is our registration deadline and you can find all of the information, um, the application, registration application forms, um, more information about our school on our website, which is saand.org. Um So, you, there's just a list of different things um, and, of course, you can always email um, us as well. Our email address is on there for more specific questions. Um,
1: and then what about tuition and it costs? So for that?
2: Yeah, we, the goal of this school is to, it's a nonprofit organization, so we um, want to make this as affordable for as many people as, as possible. We just need to kind of um, keep you know the operating costs. We have to. We have you know rent and things to pay, and and we actually have teachers that are, are paid teachers. So um, we're still in the process of finalizing the exact tuition. Um, it'll be a very moderate um, fee, um, but we do. Um, it depends on our enrollment. So because this is our first year, we're trying to figure out um, with all of our costs um, what the tuition will be. But you know we were we're in the process of doing that now. So we will. Um, know as, as soon as we can. Okay. All right. Uh,
0: what about uh, uh, the students themselves? Do they have to be Catholic from Catholic families, or is it open to uh, a broader section of the population?
3: Well, we have the majority, definitely, of our families are Catholic. We do have some families that are just devout Christian, and we do ask the families to sign a statement of faith, and that is basically the Nicene Creed. And so if they uh, agree, and they agree with the Nicene the Creed, and that is also a statement of their faith, and that they understand that the Catholic faith will be taught, and they're on board with that, then we are open to that. Well, so we do have some Christian families that are not Catholic enrolled.
1: Well, I think it's really interesting that you are going to have paid teachers. So I, I think I saw something where you're still hiring. Is that still the case? Are you still looking for a few teachers? And what are you looking for? You might as well throw that out here right now. you got a Catholic audience right here.
3: Right. So we've actually been really blessed to have tons of awesome people that wanted to teach for our school. And so we have quite a few teachers that we've spoken with that were in the process of finalizing the offers to them as far as with they, how they will be participating we do. We could use some teachers in the upper grades, so sixth, seventh, eighth. If there are people that really love the middle school age, um, and then we're actually still looking for students. So we would love to have some more students for this year. Um, we don't necessarily need them to move forward, but we'd like to have a few more students. So we are enrolling students, and we still are talking with teachers.
1: So let me ask you. I, I forgot to ask this before, but what what are the age ranges? Are you like K to 8, or are you going to go up to 12, or what's your what's, what grades are you, are you looking at right starting out? Go ahead, Nikki.
2: Yeah, so we are pre-K through 8th grade right now, okay. so it would be about uh, four years old um, up through 8th grade, um, but, you know, we do see in the future um, room for growth um, into the high school, kind of growing with the school, um, with the students. Um, but as, as of right
0: now, we are pre-K through eight. Now, I, I don't know which of you uh, to address this question to. So someone jump right in and help me here. I'm not familiar, all that familiar with accreditation for like grade schools. Are there some state requirements that you have to meet that uh, officially make you a school and officially the students who go there can count that as their fifth grade or sixth grade or whatever year it might be?
3: So, officially, we're considered a homeschool co-op. So, it's we're not technically a school in, in that sense. Um, we're, we're a school in the sense that the kids are all following the same curriculum and that we have teachers on site. But really, if you think about our group, it is a homeschool co-op. It's just structured a little bit differently.
1: I want to talk a little bit about um, the classes and your curriculum because it looks like you are going to have music and art classes, and um, maybe intro to Greek and Latin. I'm looking at your PowerPoint. I don't know if if all this, you know, then we could discuss this. But I, it looks pretty exciting. You know, history, geography, you know, physical education, religion, you know, all the other main core classes. It looks kind of exciting. So, talk about that. What, how's this going to work?
2: Yes, this is Nikki. Uh, uh, go ahead, Nikki. <laughs> sorry, go ahead, oh, Nikki. Sorry. I'll just kind of jump in real quick. Um, So we are using the Mother of Divine Grace homeschool curriculum. Um, Some people might be familiar with that or be using that. So it is um, an actual homeschool curriculum, but we're adapting it to um, a school setting for some of the days. And it is a beautiful curriculum, and that is one thing I love about the classical curriculum is you start with just a good foundation. um, You're teaching Children from very young ages, um, these beautiful concepts. You're teaching them how to think and combining um, all of these different subjects. Literature, kind of seeing a bigger picture when they're learning. So um, at the school, they will be getting PE, and we have some wonderful teachers who have offered to teach music and art. So the um, the parents don't feel like they have to do all of these things at home. They'll have. Um, these professionals um, teaching art and uh, some of these other um, kind of more special um,
0: subjects. Yeah, okay. one of the criticisms that you hear most often for homeschooling is that the uh, students don't get to interact with other people. They don't get uh, sporting events, extracurricular events, that sort of thing. How does a hybrid school address that, uh, Amelia?
3: Well, you hit the nail on the head, so we are actually the perfect solution to that. So our kids are there, and that's, I think, a big desire for our families is they want they want some of that social interaction and those opportunities to build relationships, and um, so we are kind of the solution to that problem for some people, if, if they see it as a, as an obstacle to homeschooling.
1: So um, what do you hope to what are your goals or your vision? I mean, what do you hope to accomplish in doing this? I mean, kind of why, why did you decide to do this and what do you hope other people will get or, you know, your goals or vision for this? Whoever wants to take that. Nikki, we'll start with you.
2: Okay, great. Thank you. So yes, um, the idea of this, the whole idea of the homeschool hybrid, um, was quite foreign to me. Um, I grew up in public school. I thought that was just what everybody did. Um, Homeschool was way out of my league. I, I didn't know anybody who was homeschooled. Um, but as I became a mother, raising a family, growing in my faith, being more active in my in my parish, um prayer life is just exploding, I'm realizing like how all of these things are combined, your faith, your family life, they all have to be um, intertwined um, to make everything work and to make everything make sense. So um, the idea of the hybrid homeschool helped me find, like, put all those pieces together. You know, the, the faith life, um, incorporating that into our everyday family life. Me being home with the children more. I found when they were going away to school every day, it was it was work just to get them back into the home. Like mode, you know, they would come home exhausted. And, yeah. Um, I just wanted to spend more time with them, and then I could actually teach them things that I wanted to teach them, but I didn't have time to, or I was too exhausted because I was trying to deal with maybe they were doing all these other activities after school, and there just wasn't as much time. So that was my hope um, coming into this was to give families an option, um, no matter where they're coming from, to find a way to put all those pieces together to to make their family stronger. And, you know, Lord knows that we need that these days to just focus on your true vocation as a, a parent and um, live out those ways as best possible in educating your children and raising your family. So this was a good balance, I found.
1: Yeah, it's a really, it's a really beautiful witness. And I think we all we all can strengthen our families. And I think being able to homeschool really in in, in this such in this way that really kind of makes it more doable and you feel like you have support um, it really can make it happen we've got about two and a half minutes left so Amelia um, what do you want to say about um, why you're doing this and then if you could give some information to how people can register and get connected to you too before we go
3: well, I don't know if I could really say any better than Nikki, but for our family, it was really important for our son to have an authentic Catholic education, and like she mentioned, just that that be um, intertwined with everything else that he was learning. We want to give the families a flexible alternative. We're flexible with the, you know how we run our school. We want the kids to feel like they're loved, right? We want to to have an atmosphere where they feel like they love, they're loved, and it's an encouraging atmosphere where They are
1: loving learning. And so that's what we wanted to provide for our family and for others. Like an authentic Catholic Catholic community and authentic Catholic education is kind of what's coming to mind. So now for people who want more information, um, give us the registration deadline, how they do that. Um, Can they call someone and get more information? Where do they start in this process?
3: They should definitely start at saand.org, so it stands for St. Ambrose Academy. Um, At the website, the the registration is there, our contact information and email is there. We're we're also hosting a Zoom meeting. Um, We've had periodic Zoom meetings, informational meetings, and information about those are also on the website.
1: Okay, Um, well, thank you so much for being our guest today. people can if they're looking for an alternative <laughs> during the covid years you know i guess um that this is an opportunity so we're, we're talking about oh jim you got oh, a question I, j-
0: just real quickly just dawned out of my mind we're talking about uh saint alphonsus in zionsville the uh, our guests today are from zionsville do students have to be from zionsville no uh, nikki no we,
2: we no we we have people um interested from all over the city, Greenwood, um, Fishers, Carmel, Brownsburg, um, even Kokomo. But, you know, they said the drive was a little too long, which I get. But yes, there's a lot of interest all from all over.
1: That's great. Our guests have been Amelia West and Nikki Satkamp. Thanks so much for being our guests today. God bless you.
0: You have been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a presentation of Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear this episode of Faith in Action again or any past episode at catholicradioindy.org. If you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future program, please call us at 317-870-8400 or email Jim at catholicradioindy.org dot o-r-g